Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Deacon Bob, celebrating the victory and of hope. Tampa Bay Lightning, who came no, no, back that's not, that's not, from a that's 3-1 not, that's, deficit that's not to what win that's the not. third Stanley Cup back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. No, that's not what we're celebrating. We think. They only won one more game. That's not the, everyone is confused because we said we weren't even going to be here, and now they think the only reason by we've the time come back, they hear this on Wednesday, this is my hope that see they that's would, the problem. We tell would, the people the whole time that their hope should be in the Lord alone, and yeah. now you're placing your hope in a team winning a series. Welcome to They That Wish with there Father Dave and Deacon Bob, go. where I much really better. wish that that's much better. Tampa Bay, they could, so it's three two in the series. We're actually recording this oddly on a Sunday afternoon. I don't think we've ever recorded on a Sunday afternoon before. I'm not sure we have either. And it was it was good though because I just got back late last night and I leave tomorrow morning, as we said last time. That's why people might be a little surprised that we're here because we said we we're going to be off for a couple of weeks or anything live for a couple of weeks because travel and you're gone and I leave for India in the morning and I was gone. But you you texted me yesterday, yeah, the day before. I said, why don't we why don't we do a drop and, and just real quick check in with people given everything that's taken place in the country in the last forty eight hours. And I thought it was a phenomenal idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Where so, were you? Uh, I was in uh, California, Los Angeles. Okay. Um, yeah, doing. Oh, that was a great like, place to be when the announcement came out. No, actually, we were a little. It was interesting because uh, we. It, I was so grateful. Obviously, it, it took. We're going to talk a lot about this, but yep. the, the hearing or the announcement came down where I was early Friday morning. Yeah. And we were doing a holy hour that night, Friday uh, night, with yeah. a, with an alumni event, which was really just a wonderful opportunity. Obviously, the Solemnity of the Sacred Heart, which is so beautiful that the ruling came down on that day. But to be able to gather with people. But I, I don't know if you're aware that some of the, there was obviously threats made against Catholic churches. And there were a couple of things that I saw that they were encouraging men to be at the church at night huh. to kind of protect their church. And there was something profoundly sad and profoundly beautiful about that yeah. at the same time you know the fact that, that we even had to think about that to protect our churches but the men went to the church and stayed up all night just to protect the church i thought that was beautiful but yeah i was in i was in la i got back late last night and i said to bob i was my flight took me through denver and i was going to pick up an avalanche he he thinks that i'm not a huge avalanche fan he asked me name one player and, and what did i say <laughs> patrick roy and when was he there the 90s? Like, yeah, 20 years ago or something <laughs> like that. So I'm not, I don't know everyone on the team. Right. And by that, I mean no one. But I was going to get an Avalanche shirt. Could not find an Avalanche shirt. Do you think they were sold out or do you think they just didn't care? They ha- just, they've got to care. But I would. I think I would have seen something. There right. Weren't, there weren't hats. There weren't shirts. Wow. They're just, maybe it was a marketing or a licensing thing that, that none of the stores in, could sell them. I don't know. No, that can't be true. Like whenever I fly through Tampa, there's always gear. Any, any time around. Well, there was Broncos. Maybe it was just all sold out. I suppose that's possible. I, I would have thought I would see remnants of it, but anyway. Yeah, like a like a cup, like a broken cup holder yeah, or something yeah, yeah, that yeah, somebody yeah, wouldn't yeah, buy yeah. that so. says go Avs. Well, maybe they'll win. So we're the game six is tonight, and game seven is going to be on Tuesday, Okay, which will actually be my uh, 25th anniversary. Your birthday. Of my How marriage. How have you been having this anniversary? Marriage. Seriously. Marriage. This has been going on for months. You you took, a, it's a whole year. It's like whatever. a jubilee year. Dude, whatever. how long? I feel like we've been celebrating the 75th anniversary of the university for a good three years now. That's it's okay. A, that's a lie. But anyway. It's been a good year. It has been a good year. Well, no, it's, it was December is when it started. December 10th. All right, whatever. All right. 
By the way, come to the reunion if you're listening and you're an alumni. Yeah, yeah, we did. But we decided with um, the news of Roe v. Wade uh, overturning, it would be great to at least briefly jump in before our various travels. Tomorrow I'm heading out to New Hampshire with my family, so it's a packing day. Oh, good. I imagine when you pack, like, what is it? Like, it's really two easy. habits? It's do you really, even have a couple habits? I do have a habits? second. I do. do. It's, it's really easy, although going to India is going to be a little bit different just because it's... All the peanut butter you have to pack? It's a longer trip, and yeah, I mean, not that it takes a lot of space, but I have to take extra medicine for malaria and oh. stuff. So it'll be a little bit more complicated. Uh, yeah, but it, I'll start pretty soon here. <laughs> I'm packing for three children and a dog. I can't imagine to drive packing for, for 12 else. hours. That's the worst. It's crazy. My, my wife's already in New Hampshire, so I'm really... You're loving I'm that. really clueless. You're loving God that. What, what do we need? Just bring. take what you need, kids. No underwear will make yeah, it. Yeah, no right. socks. No bathing suits. Just take you what know. you need. Exactly. But we'll bring bacon with so us. So where where were you when you heard about the rule? I was. Uh, I spent the last week uh, in the diocese of Arlington, Virginia. I think it was Stevensville, or maybe it was Stephensville, Virginia. Okay. And uh, with a group of teenagers, they were doing mission work. Uh, they. Diocese of Arlington is absolutely phenomenal, particularly with their youth ministry. And every year they put on their own camp for, uh, they get contractors, they get sites. Um, they're building a lot of handicapped accessible ramps. That's a real popular thing okay, they do. Okay. They're painting. They, they find people who are in need and they help them out. A lot of contractors volunteer their time. And the whole week during the day, they're out there in teams, building, working, doing things. And in the evening, there's program nights where I did a lot of that, of just doing music and preaching the gospel. How many uh, kids? The bishop shows up. Well, this year they had about 700 kids. Oh, my gosh. Now, normally it's bigger. This was the first time they've had it in three years oh, because, because of COVID. Because sure. of COVID. But it's really amazing, especially that it's done all on the local level. Yeah. But all the priests are there. All the seminarians are there. I mean, it's it was an outstanding experience. So it was the morning, Friday morning. We were in mid-Mass uh, celebrating the Feast of the Sacred Heart, and at the end of the Mass— uh, came up and gave an announcement that Roe v. Wade had been over. It was amazing. The place went nuts. You know, that diocese has also been very, very sure, in active the middle of it. Yeah. in pro-life stuff. They do a huge rally every year just outside of D.C., you know, given, given their location. And it was awesome. I mean, I started to cry. Yeah. I mean, it was funny because I knew, we knew it was going to happen, right? There was, you know, it yeah, got leaked and you kind of knew, right, right, but... Right. To to hear it like official, it was real, I, right. I was surprised. I just thought of all of the man, the rallies I've done in D.C. in the Verizon Center, or you know, in Northern Virginia, all the things I would take. I mean, teens when I was a youth minister in the '90s, like taking teens yeah, yeah. to pro-life rallies, and just to have that happen. I mean, obviously the battle's not done. We'll be talking about that, but it's such a significant, significant moment. Yeah, I. I hate to say I, could, I didn't believe it because I, no, I did, it was, but it, really it was, was, it was surreal, was, though, right? I was going to say exactly. I, it was fairly early. Uh, I woke up at around 4 o'clock in the morning because I was on East Coast time. <laughs> West Coast. Which is, oh, yeah, you yeah, were on yeah, East Coast. Was, time yeah, East Coast on the West, West Coast. So, um, but I, I knew that decisions were coming out, so right. I kind of kept on checking every now and then, and then it came across the feed, and it's like it was one of those same thing. I just – I actually – yeah, I just got – I had same same experience. I got a little emotional, and – and just was really touched by the, I mean, the millions of people over the last 50 years that have just yes. been faithful, faithful yes. to prayer and, and continuing to keep us focused and not giving up. And How many people have passed away that would have loved to have Yeah, seen well, I was day. thinking about my dad. Yeah. You know, I remember when, when R.V. Wade first was passed in the 70s, um, 
the local newspaper interviewed my dad, and one of the lines was he said that just because it's legal doesn't mean that this is right. That's yeah. not a good thing. And and yeah, so I was thinking about that, and yeah, all the people that started the the various marches. So it was it was a touching, it was a really touching moment. But it was kind of, I never honestly, I never thought I would see it. Mm. I, I thought maybe we'd chip away at it a little bit, but to actually see that it that it was going to be overturned. I was just really pretty shocked. So it happened in January of 1973. Right. So I was only one, so I don't have any memory of it, really, my whole lifetime. But you yeah. were 20 back then. Yeah, I was. I yeah. was. Yeah. 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 And, and I was I was in law school at sure. the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it just, it, the whole, and, and again. No, actually, how old were you when that happened? I would have been do seven. You, do you have any memory? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because my mom and dad were very, very active. I mean, my father is a physician, delivered babies, served on boards in the state. Like he and the governor, my, I was just talking to mom about this last night, the governor Lamb at the time, who was just kind of a crazy, crazy governor. He one time said that old people have the duty to die. Hmm. Um, but he also said, well, of course it's a human, but the mother should be able to do whatever she wants with it. You know, uh, it just, so it was, it was, and then again, to be with the community later that night, was just really a wonderful yeah. one. And, and on the Feast of the, the Sacred, Sacred Heart, Heart was they, beautiful. Do you think, I mean, obviously it was intentional by God. But, yeah, right, right. But No, there's probably, no. This is kind of around the time when these decisions come out. Anyway. Right, absolutely. They have to be out by the end of June. Oh, so, well, there you go. So you're, you're going to be, you're going to see the. there's still a couple that are coming out. The uh, one on religious liberty, my guess, will probably come out if by Monday, which is tomorrow from when we're recording. Um, and we expect a, a really good decision on that one as well. Yeah. I, Thank the Lord, we've got a court that's that's been really good about religious liberties over the last yeah yeah many many decisions. So, but it was just a great it was, but it was wonderful. But it was also really sad too. I, I was you and I were talking about some of the quotes. I mean, Nancy Pelosi comes out and it just it just ah it just breaks my heart. You know, she's she has this platform and the first thing she says is uh, I'm not going to say good morning because this is not a good morning, and we all know why and. And she says she's going to do everything she can do to make sure that women have the right to have abortions. And what was the thing she said? Oh, saying saying that it was a good morning would be wrong because certainly it is not a good morning. And just, I mean, the president himself says this is a dark day, and it just it just makes me so sad as a Catholic that these Catholics that have such an opportunity. I mean, <laughs> right. such, it's a platform that nobody else has, and and this is how they chose to go about it. it was just really. Really pathetic. Yeah. And Biden at one point, I mean, of course, when you're that long in politics, I guess you can find any point of it. But there was a long period of time where he said, at least personally, yeah, he wasn't for abortion. And so at least you could say, well, personally, I'm happy, but yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, but yeah. not even that. I mean, it really does become, well, I mean, this is what's starting. And I think this is a good thing. You know, for 50 years, almost 50 years, we've not been able to have any conversation that was meaningful as a country because there's nothing we could do about it right, anyway right, you know right. like you would have our we'd have our rallies we'd have our things but the power to vote was out of our hands the power to do anything about it was out of our hands because that's what the supreme court had done in the roe v Wade. Right, it was quote unquote a settled issue it, yeah and but so that was just to that and one of the things that peggy noonan said i don't know if you read her article that i remember you talking about Journal. it in one of our but that was episodes. one of the things that she said was that the, the abortion issue you know and some of the other controversial supreme court issues once it was settled it was pretty much settled people just kind of accepted even yeah. honestly even the whole gay marriage thing well and well, today's the anniversary of that 
by the uh, way. Of the gay marriage. Yeah. Oh, is it of that decision? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, obviously we don't agree with that decision, but it's kind of become a settled issue. Yeah, you're just going to go, well, yeah. I wish that didn't happen. Right. But that right. was not, she said that that was never the case for, for abortion. Right. It, it never became a settled issue. It was a continuous issue. And, and that's, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, when, when you get a little bit later, I'll give the quote that she said at the end that was just really, really beautiful. But that was one of the things that Biden said too, is that he said it now puts us out of step with the West, rest of the world. Well, that's not the case. Mm. I mean, our our abortion laws were so much more, um, what's the word? Not non restrictive than most of the rest of the world. Abortion on demand at almost any time in a, in the pregnancy, which was the law of the land here in the states. But that's not the case in most places. It's mm. it does have somewhat one of a limit. In fact, the Mississippi is fairly consistent with what was going on in the rest of the world. But that was one of the things that, that I found interesting. I don't know if you're able to watch much news on Friday, and and I was able to listen to it because we're in traffic in Los Angeles, which is unbelievable. <laughs> right, but it was really the 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 light and dark was pretty pr- pretty profound. Mm. The, the 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 honestly, just the evil in the end, the darkness that was around so many of the statements of the people that were pro-abortion and the words that they used. You know that we, we're no longer free. I mean, just it just it was just awful. Yeah. What I found interesting, and I only realized this as I dug a little deeper, but right, I was I was kind of with teenagers in a rural area, so I've been a bit radio silent on this, to be honest. So I'm happy to learn more about it. Um, so Dobbs, the the case that was uh, the centerpiece of this particular thing, the Dobbs versus yeah, I'm not, miss, I'm not sure Mississippi, Mississippi or something case, like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, wasn't actually about legalizing or allowing. It wasn't about legalizing abortion. It was legalizing abortion up to fifteen weeks. Fifteen so it was weeks. Restricting it was restricting after abortion, weeks. right? Right, right. And that's what the Supreme Court said that a state is allowed to right. restrict abortion. Right. Is that so am I, is that right? That's accurate. But then they went oh, they went past that and they also overruled R. B. Wade. Okay. That's where John Roberts came in. That that the decision for the overrule of of the Mississippi was six to three. That. He got on board with that, but he said in his concurring statement, he said that he doesn't think that it's best to overturn Wade, okay. Roe v. Wade. But there was enough votes; the f- it was five to four to overturn the Wade. Gotcha. But yeah, yeah. Um, but it was never. That's one of the things that, that if you read anything the leader said, and even Ginsburg said this, and, and she was pro-abortion, and she said it's 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 not great law that the R v. Wade and how it was argued was not, and it was tenuous. So. The fact that they overturned it, I think, is one of the things that several people have said is the courage of the Supreme Court justices. And I think that's absolutely the case, yeah. is is that the public pressure for them not to do that was profound. I mean, we can't have any idea what it was. I mean, they had to have security in front of uh, Kavanaugh's house. I mean, right. that, that was such an awful image. And somebody image. tried to kill him. Right. Somebody that was such was an awful to image, yeah. yeah, to to see in his home. And it's just a neighborhood like anyone else's. It's not. And there was, you know, SWAT people around and there were people protesting. It's just... Yeah, and in one of the people I can't remember who it was said that that when R. V. Wade was passed in seventies, there wasn't you know the pro life people weren't you know boycotting the justices that voted right. for it. I mean, threatening yeah. you know, violence yeah. and, and maybe, other things like maybe that. Maybe just real quick, a couple of other comments, just because I thought they were good, and you've been out, so maybe you weren't aware. So sure. from the Catholic bishops, um, Bishop Gomez says, for nearly fifty years, America has enforced an unjust law that has permitted some to decide whether others can live or die. This policy has resulted in the deaths of tens of millions of preborn children. Mm-hmm. Generations were denied the right even to be born. And he just went on. I thought that was just beautiful. In fact, that's one of the things I, 
I preached on, on Friday night about the sacred heart that with every abortion and, and with every mother who was trapped, who felt that she didn't have a choice, right? That she yeah. didn't have, that it just, it continued to break the heart of Jesus. But the sacred heart is that his love is burning for us. And, and I was just so grateful that he didn't give up on us, right? Mm-hmm. That, that, that through the prayers and the, and the fasting and the offering and the sacrifice of so many people, that this brought about change. So I all the frostbitten people. fingers, yes, in oh Washington D.C. Oh my goodness! Have, have apparently there was a group of people that went to the Dubliner the other night because oh, that's what cool. the university right. did. Yeah, right? Yeah. So a group of alumni gathered at the Dubliner to have a pint, which oh, I thought was kind of a neat that is idea. Fantastic. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, this was interesting. This was uh, by a doctor. He said, "I've been delivering babies for thirty years in it." over 30 years and had delivered over thousands, thousands of babies and never intentionally killed a fetus to, make, to save a mom. And never have I lost a mom who had not been saved by abortion. It's never needed to save a woman's life. And saving the woman with miscarriage and epitoptic epico- pregnancies yeah. also is not abortion. Yeah. And this was beautiful too. Lila Rose said, the child conceived in rape, the child conceived in poverty, the child with a disability, the child with a single mother, mother the child with a drug-addicted parent, has equal value to the child conceived in privilege, in wealth, or in health. Every child has the right to live. I mean, some of the wow. statements, um, you know, the governor of Michigan, I am horrified that my daughters have fewer rights. It just, mm-hmm. But, you know, going back to the ectopic pregnancy yeah, yeah. thing, because I think this is something that, you know, this is the, the few sound bites I've heard, particularly from the other side. You know, it's the idea that, well, some people, some women will need to have an abortion in order to save their life. And I think what the doctor is getting at is it's like, that's not called an abortion. Yeah. Like, you know, when you are, for example, um, helping a woman with an ectopic, ectopic pr- uh, pregnancy, which or, is or the uterus is out, outside the womb, had, right, right. right? And you're trying to fix that to save her life. If the child dies in that process, the goal was not the death of the child. The goal was saving the life of the mother. And so that's not called an abortion, you know? And, and so many because times... the abortion, the goal is... To kill the goal, the goal of abortion is to terminate the pregnancy, right? So, um, when people are saying, "Oh, well, this is going to put women's lives in danger," the answer is no. No, it absolutely will not. Now, the 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 life that might be in danger would be this: somebody tries to do their own abortion of some sort because they, you know, feel like they can't get to a clinic. But I think right now there's still 35 states. In which it is legal in some manner. Yeah, I have that to say. Look, maybe just one more quote because yeah, I thought it was good. This was from the Archbishop. I mean, yeah, Archbishop from the Pontifical Academy for Life. He says this is a from power- the Vatican. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a powerful invitation for us to re- reflect, especially at this time in the Western world when we've lost any pa- when we've lost any passion for life. By choosing life, our responsibility for the future is at stake. And then he said something good, and this is we're probably going to get to this, but it's really important. He said this also means ensuring adequate. Um, sexual education and guaranteeing healthcare accessibility yes. to all and preparing legislative measure, measures to protect the family and motherhood in overcoming existing equalities. And that's uh, obviously the pro-life group has always been saying that, yes. that, that it's not just, you know, no abortion and mother, you're on your own, but right. that, that we have a responsibility to be a part of, of helping people. And, but the church has been in the middle of that from the from the very beginning, but just to stress that again. But I think it'd be beautiful if this gives us an opportunity to be more vocal about it. I think especially from, um, even from the pulpit, you know, like I, we had a, when I was a youth minister, one of our teens uh, got pregnant and she was an active teen in our youth group. And it was beautiful to see the community rally around this young woman 
uh, take care of her needs. I mean, I think any, particularly any teenage girl who carries a child to term is absolutely heroic in that culture because, you know, it's so quote unquote easy, especially with things like, you know, the, you know, the medical abortions, you know, now that they'll just mail right to your right, house. Right, you know right. I mean, it's so easy to do so many of those things. And I think it's important that as a faith community, even before it happens, that we would stand up and say, hey, you know, just to let you know, if this ever happened, we would, we would consider it heroic of you to bring this child to term, to give this child up for adoption, if that's really what needed to happen. Obviously, having an adopted kid, you know, that's yeah. very near and dear to my heart, you know, to see the blessing. You know, and if, if he was, you know, that my, my son who I adopted is from Haiti, and Haiti does, is very Catholic. It does not have a strong abortion culture to it, so to speak. And when you consider the circumstances that he was born sure, in, if sure, you put that absolutely. in the United States, that's people would say, point. no, no, ta- you do not want to have this kid. Just here, take, do this. Yeah. It'll be happen quickly. And I just think about the blessing he's had on my life and my family's life. And I just think of the long list, the long list of people who are desperate to adopt a child. And I'm hoping that can be part of the conversation, which is to say, this is the culture of life. And we, we will support any, uh, any, you know, pregnant, it's usually a pregnant teenager, right? I mean, it's not, often these aren't, you know, married people who are looking, you're talking about abortion. Mm -hmm. We're talking about young people who have been sexually active and who find themselves pregnant. We just really need to to, to continue to, to step up. To continue up. to step up and just let them know if you're in, ever in this situation, we're here for you, we love you, and we'll help you. That was one of the things I heard somebody say is that that they do want the women to have a choice. And some women simply haven't had a choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the gals that feel trapped, they feel that nobody's going to support them. They feel that their family may not support them. And they felt that they didn't have a choice and they had to get an abortion. So that we need to be able to be present to them. Yeah. One of the things that, that I did was... I had some time and I was going back and forth on radio and CNN and Fox. And it was just like, I was listening to two what different, country are we two in? different right. worlds. Yes, yes. But a couple of the, the, the quotes that were interesting as well, AOC, and you've always got to pay attention whenever she says anything, <laughs> right? Right. So she says, uh, let's see what the Supreme court did today endangered the lives of all women and all birthing people in our country. And I'm not, I just, birthing people. Bob, Bob, I just don't know what to do and say. It's like, I don't know what that means. It's just when she said that, it was like, "What do you mean, all birthing people?" Right. It's just, it's just something. So. Yeah. But there was one other quote that I was looking for. But this was the the quote from Peggy Noonan. That just okay. that was really good. And this was before she knew that it was being that it had been overturned. Mm-hmm. She says, "If Roe is indeed overturned, God bless our country that we can make such a terrible, cold-hearted mistake." And yet, a half century later, redress it, write it, and turn it around. Only a thinking nation could do that. Only a feeling nation could do that. We are not dead yet. We still have long. We still have big things going on here. Yeah, I thought that was really beautiful. That, yeah, that that's really that's really accurate. That that we didn't give up. We continued to ask the question. We continued to say, okay, there's got to be something better. So it was, yeah, it was pretty beautiful. Well, and what's occurred with this, and this is important to keep in perspective because it's not the extremes of media that we're hearing, what has happened with Roe v. Wade being overturned is it's now back in the hands of voters and right. it's in the hands of states. So, you know, <clears throat> people are saying, oh, now we've illegalized abortion right, right, in the right. United it's so States. Ridiculous. No, we haven't at all. Actually, like I said, right now, the majority of states and, Actually, and sadly, probably, yeah, what is the number? 
I've got to keep, keep talking. Sure. I mean, the majority of the states are still going to have abortion on some level. Now, I mean, at least, at least, at least, Lord, please get rid of, you know, these partial birth abortions. I mean, that's just yeah. insanity. But you'll probably it's find a number insanity, of states. It's all it. insanity. It's it. all insanity. Of the insanity, it's the most insane insanity. Yeah. I mean, I, I can understand on a level somebody saying, well, I don't think a fetus is alive. But you can't tell me that a child that could be born yeah. is not a life. Okay, so 26, 26 states are either certain or considered likely to ban abortion. Um, okay. Some of them, Ohio being one of them, have trigger laws. So the heartbeat bill just passed yesterday. So okay. uh, Missouri actually put out a thing. I think Missouri was the first state that said abortion is illegal in the state of Missouri. So interestingly, we're finding companies all over the board that are saying, you know, if your state doesn't allow you to have abortion, we'll pay for you to go to a state that does. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, the, the uh, Oregon, Washington, and California said that we're going to be the Western Bloc or something like that where you can come. I mean, it's just yeah, and every again, and they, every major corporation is going to fall in line. It's with just that it's just exactly exactly it's just so light and dark. It really is. Yeah. yeah. So maybe we can talk a bit about the conversation that we can have. You know, I found it really interesting. Yeah, I thought that was good. You were talking about your kids. Is that yeah, what you're yeah, about? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I thought we could go next. You know, I. Um, Obviously, Steubenville's a pretty Catholic place. Go to a Catholic school, a lot of great Catholic families. But even in that mix, you know, I have three kids in high school now, and they're getting frustrated. All of their, many of their friends are posting very pro-choice things on Instagram, on TikTok, and other things. And they were asking me an interesting question, like, how do we talk about this? You know, we can't just assume. And it was funny, I was just also talking to, um, we had a youth conference this weekend. And so I was just talking to somebody on the team of the youth conference. So it started on Friday night. This is the day this happened. And they were discussing as a team, what do we say about this? Because it's an evangelistic conference. You know, the goal mm -hmm. is to share kids the good news of Jesus that might not know Jesus. And I, th I thought they ended up handling it well. They, they said it, but they tried to move on from it because what they didn't want to have happen was half of the teenagers go crazy, this is so wonderful. And then a kid is already kind of not feeling like they should be there or not sure about the weekend, now immediately getting shut out because they haven't yet heard the good news of Jesus Christ, right? And so that's some of the tension that I think we're, we're gonna find in, in different places. How do, we, how do we have that conversation? How do we do it? And I thought it was interesting that my, um, you know, that my kids were like, well, what do you, what do you say? And um, one of the things I said and tr tried to help them with is, First of all, some of what we've already covered, which is to say, well, abortion wasn't actually just made illegal. It was now given to the states. And I even had a friend who texted me, and he's you know, pro-choice, and he said, I bet you're very happy now. And I said, I'm, I'm really happy that we get a chance to vote about an issue that is very difficult for a lot of Americans. Mm -hmm. And he was like, what? No, yeah, the, and, again, and, the, and that's, and what's that's, being sold is that it's being outlawed. Right, and actually what's, what should be sold, or at least one way to have a conversation, is to say, well, actually, isn't it great that on such a contentious issue that we feel so passionate about, isn't democracy good? Yeah, like, we should have a say about it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, can't, and can't we do that? And I think that's a I, – I find that's a better way to open a conversation, you know, than just being like, oh, you're wrong, and it's baby killing and other things because – Again, it's a, some, for people, it's a rights issue. And the difference is, like you talk about gay marriage, right? Um, well, there's a way that we can say, you know, we don't agree with gay marriage, but those are two consenting adults, you know, 
doing what they will, and we don't approve of it, but we're not going to start rallying about it. But with abortion, it's an innocent life that's being involved, and I think that's always where it needs to be drawn to. Does a woman have rights? Of course, everybody has rights. Do we have rights to our own bodies? Yes, we all have rights to our own bodies. What about if my right for my body interferes with the right of an innocent life? Mm -hmm. That's why this Mm -hmm. is so hard. Mm -hmm. And appreciating, and I thought that quote really hit it, whether it was from rape and poverty or privilege, whatever it is, there's an innocent life that's now involved that has dignity and deserves protection. Yeah, I remember one of the lines I heard one time was speaking specifically about rape because they often go to that, the cases of rape and uh, and somebody said, why, why should the child have to pay for the sin of the father? Mm. You know, the father rapes an individual, but the child is off, has, literally has the life taken. I thought that was, a, again, a telling, kind of sobering, sobering topic. But yeah. just uh, real quick, because I wasn't sure about the, what the heartbeat bill was. Oh. So I, I, don't, I still don't know exactly what it is. But the heartbeat, I just checked it. It's, it's about five weeks. So it's okay. about 30 days, okay. 35 days. Uh, they said it's somewhere around there. You know, I think every state is now going to have an opportunity to have a conversation that they haven't had for 50 years. Mm -hmm. You know, voters for 50 years. So, like, I would say voters who are alive. I mean, well, it's going to be, you know, like, who's who? I mean, you just think of maybe there's obviously there's people in their 70s and 80s who might have been able to vote you know, in 1972, but generally speaking, this is new for almost everybody. It becomes, it becomes so much more of an issue. And the thing about it is it's, I mean, obviously we're both glad that this has passed. Yes. It's going to be a mess. Mm. It's going to be a mess. I mean, my suspicion is that we're going, it's going to raise some legal issues about, you know, crossing state line or Uber has already said that they'll, fight for anybody is driving somebody across state lines to have an abortion. They'll take care of that. But there's going to be all kinds of things that are going to come about it with one state saying yes, another state saying no intercommerce travel. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's not over. It's a long, long ways from being over. Well, and the laws that the laws that illegalize abortion, at least the ones I've heard about are illegalizing doctors illegalizing. Is that a word? Um, The penalty would be on the doctor that performs the abortion. I've heard like in West Virginia, for example, where it's now a felony. Somebody was like, are you going to put a woman away in jail? And it's actually, no, it's the doctor that would provide the abortion would be the one who would end up facing a penalty and get his license revoked. So at least in a lot of the laws that we're hearing about, because again, this is another spin. Oh, you're going to put women in jail. No, you're going to revoke doctor's licenses. Um, you're going to maybe put doctors in jail if they continue to. Yeah, to I, and I think those like are the, those are things that we're going to see in the coming weeks and months about what what's that going to look like. And yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. This state you can do it at this many weeks. This state you can't do it. I mean, right. But praise God that we get to have that absolutely, conversation. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the, before before today, it was just well, too bad. Yeah. It's anytime you want, anywhere you want, and you can't do anything about it. Yep, yep. And so I think that's why it is now on us. You know, like I was giving the suggestion earlier, like talking to your kids about it. What are your, what are your teens saying? How can you help a young person have a conversation about this with their friends? How can they stand up for life, and and keep the keep the focus on the innocent life, right? You know, keep, you know, keep that as the goal of it, because that really is what makes this different from any other legal issue. And you know that yeah, there's other legal issues that we as Catholics. Don't agree with where the government went on it, and 
okay, you know, like we, we want to keep advocating against it or doing, sure. doing what we can. Mm-hmm. But the severity of, of this has been the innocent life at stake. The, I mean, as Gomez says, the tens of millions. Yeah. I remember I gave a talk at a March for Life rally in Verizon Center in, in D.C., and I just started adding up the numbers it's and scary. It it was, and I I it was like, and even at that time, it was something like fifty million or something like that. And I said, so basically, imagine if you woke up one day, and everybody in L.A., New York, Chicago, I just kept going down, like the top ten or eleven yeah. cities in the United States, had died, and you just think, whoa, and then you pray, Lord, have mercy on us, yeah. and then you say, thank you, Jesus, that. At least this movement gives us a chance to talk about life, to defend life, to bring about a stronger culture of welcome and care. Uh, you know, if you're in a state where it doesn't allow abortion, praise God for that, and make sure your faith community is then ready mm-hmm. to step up and help young. This this won't this won't lower pregnancies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think <laughs> you know? that, I but think it can, that would be it really, can raise awareness. So I think that would be a good challenge for all of us, and, and maybe an invitation to those who are listening to. To look in your local community, and in the next week, just a sign of solidarity. What's something you can do to help a pregnancy center, yeah. to help uh, a parish that has outreaches, to help, you know, there's homes for, for moms that are pregnant. Uh, so just be really concrete in the next week or so and do yeah. something like that. I think that'd be a great idea. And not only pray for a change of law, but also a change of hearts. And I that's think ultimately that's what where it's the, about. That's, that's where the conversations can lead and being a witness to life in the workplace, in your school. I know that's tough, but um, I think that's really important if we're ever going to keep Amen. this, you know, grow more and more to be illegal and more mm-hmm. importantly for lives to be embraced, adoption to be encouraged. Amen. All those good things. Amen. Would you close us in a prayer? Absolutely. And it was fitting. I was just thinking that they that hope, I mean, yeah, this was kind of hope against hope. You know, mm-hmm. did you really, do we ever, ever think we would be at this day? So, it's always reason to have hope. So, Heavenly Father, we pray for our country that you bring peace. We thank you for this decision. Um, we thank you, Lord, for the lives that will be saved because of the decision. Jesus, move in the hearts of all Americans, not just those who are pro-choice or on all of us, and move in our hearts that we can be more loving, more kind, that we recognize the beauty and the dignity of every human life, and we can work to protect that and Father, we pray for those women and the, find themselves in situations, the, the men that find themselves trying to uh, either promote or support or encourage somebody to get an abortion, Lord, that move in their hearts, move in the hearts of the physicians and the nurses, that they see the beauty and the dignity of every human life, and they work to protect it. We thank you for this day, Lord, but we continue to pray for respect and beauty of life. Almighty God bless us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, Bob. Amen. God bless you, Father Dave. And thank you all uh, for listening, for your prayers. Uh, Pray for us as we do our various travels. And if you have an idea of things you'd like us to talk about, hope at franciscan.edu. That's hope at franciscan.edu. God bless. Go lightning. Go absolutely.